Star Wars 7x7 episode 2347. Today, the first of two parts of my conversation with Amy Ratcliffe, author of Star Wars The Jedi Mind. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. Amy Ratcliffe is back on the show and we'll get into when she was last on the show in the beginning of this conversation so I won't spoil it. But if you're not familiar with Amy, Amy is the author of Star Wars Women of the Galaxy prior to this book, the managing editor for Nerdist, a host and an entertainment reporter featured at StarWars.com, Star Wars Insider, IGN, and more. She co-hosts the Lattes with Leia podcast. She's based in Los Angeles with her husband and two cats, and she enjoys taking mindful walks and connecting with nature at Descanso Gardens. And that's particularly relevant with her book, Star Wars The Jedi Mind, which Chronicle Books, its publisher, describes as uh, taking quotations and lessons from Star Wars and pairing them with practices such as breathing, posture, and meditation. It goes on to say that the Jedi Code is focused on peace, knowledge, serenity, and balance, principles that readers can engage in their own lives, and the philosophical tenets are applicable not just in the galaxy far, far away, but also in our own galaxy here and now. And that is going to form the basis of my conversation with Amy over these next two episodes. One quick reminder before we dive in about toysfortots.org, check them out at toysfortots.org. The Marine Toys for Tots Foundation is working to give toys to children in need in hundreds of communities across the U.S. and in the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and other locations. They have done wonderful work over the years and you can find a local organization working with the National Toys for Tots organization to support by going to toysfortots.org. And now, without further ado, the first part of my conversation with Amy Ratcliffe, author of Star Wars The Jedi Mind. Amy Ratcliffe, thank you so much for joining me on Star Wars 7x7. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me back. I, I was trying to think the last time we talked and... Oh my gosh. 2017, maybe? Around right. uh, Celebration Orlando? Celebration? Yeah, I was thinking Celebration and I was like, I don't think it was Chicago. So yeah, Orlando. Yeah, I think we were like strangers in the night <laughs> passing yes. each other at Orlando. Or not Orlando, Chicago. Now I'm going to get all mixed up. Yeah, I saw <laughs> you walking by as I was walking by in Chicago, but... Yeah. Oh, it's it's so nice to be chatting with you <laughs> again. Likewise. And I just, it's nice to connect with people about, uh, you know, just, there's a lot going on in the world. So it's just kind of a nice to talk about Star Wars and take a little break from all that. Absolutely. And the last time we were just talking about your hosting duties at Orlando, but this time we actually get to talk about a book that you wrote, which is not actually even your first Star Wars book. And... That's really exciting on so many levels, because not only did you write one, but apparently they thought that was so awesome. We have to have her write another one. So that's fantastic. And congratulations. Thank you. I was really excited, especially with this book. I got to work with Chronicle again, who I also work with, worked with Women of the Galaxy. So I was it was that feeling of like, oh, good. I didn't screw it up the first time. <laughs> So Women of the Galaxy, of course, was the first one, and we are here to talk about The Jedi Mind, which came out earlier this year. So uh, what can you tell our listeners about the genesis of this particular project? 
You know, the Jedi mind started to come about because I wanted to work with my editor at Chronicle Books again, Steve Marcus, and he wanted to work with me again as well. So Ooh. we were kind of trying to figure out what we could do next. You know, it had been at the point we started talking a little over a year and a half about, I think, when since Women of the Galaxy came out. And, you know, this was before the state, uh, the world, the state of the world as it is. But we were like, you know, what if we did something in the lifestyle arena? Like, we really liked the book Be More Jedi by Christian Blavelt, who has a series of those books. Mm. And that's a little tongue in cheek. So we're like, can we do something like taking... Um, not be more Jedi, be more Yoda is what it's called. Um, That's can we right. take something from those ideas and like make it applicable? And at first we were thinking about like, could it be the fortune cookies from the Clone Wars? Because those aren't necessarily Jedi related, but they, they have lots of wisdom in them that I think can be applic- that can be applied to real life and not just uh, the, the stars and the wars. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure about expo- like focusing only on Clone Wars. So Eventually, that kind of led us to a, hey, what if we, you know, having Qui-Gon's, your focus determines your reality, that quote in my head a lot and having it framed, you know, on whatever, well, when I have a desk, which I don't currently, um, <laughs> I just, you know, we kind of like, there's something to this. There's something with the Force and the way the Jedi teach the Force, the way other characters like Maz Kanata or Cheer at Imwe talk about the Force that we can tie to mindfulness practices and we can actually work in exercises and make it like, you know, by no means is the Jedi mind like a mindfulness guide because it's a big world, but we like we figured we could make it like this is kind of like a one oh one like dipping your toes in. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked out that way. And we also kind of really talked about it a lot to make sure it made sense. And we weren't just like forcing a connection. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Unfully intended. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) So I, I think you've kind of touched on one way of looking at this next question, potentially in talking about a lifestyle kind of book, but just as somebody who's written and spoken extensively about star Wars, you know, I think this is maybe a little bit different from the kind of writing that you've done in the past. What would you say was different for it uh, about it for you whether it challenged you in a particularly different way or excited you in a different way or you know allowed you to go further with star wars than you've had to go in the past yeah it was you know specifically in relation to star wars it's that it's that line that i kind of had to walk with women of the galaxy but a little more so where it's we wanted to set the tone like we're using star wars quotes for every exercise and i wanted to give context for those quotes but it was a struggle to set the context and tie it to a mindfulness practice without without making it like here's a paragraph with a bunch of details that happened around this quote but you don't really because i'm always in favor of like especially with my my day job and like entertainment reporting i want to give you as many details as possible mm-hmm. sometimes not well most times actually and, and with this book all the details weren't relevant so in early stages like when i kind of was putting together samples um, steve and i really talked about okay like i don't have to go that far in the weeds i'm just kind of <laughs> setting more of a mood mm-hmm. to connect the Star Wars quote to the mindfulness practice. And I had to be mindful of things like 
mindful Ooh. of uh i didn't do that one on purpose <laughs> um i had to be just careful of like you know um lucas was reminding us you know yoga by that word yoga doesn't exist in star wars so none of our illustrations were going to be like yoda in a tree pose or anything hmm, okay. um the word mindfulness doesn't exist in star wars so it was kind of also a challenge for me to like find a way to kind of emphasize like all right like we know the force doesn't exist in our galaxy um but this is how it still can apply to real life how and bringing those fictional and very real world components together and then outside the star wars stuff you know i mindfulness is something i've been exploring especially through meditation and it's helped me but i wanted to do uh, as much research as i could to make sure the exercises were sound and practical and rooted in the philosophies of mindfulness and the science of it because there is a lot of data that supports mindfulness it has effects it has measurable effects on on people who practice it so that was a fun challenge just like because i got to treat it like a a research project for both star wars but actually a topic that wasn't star wars and that's not something i get to do a lot when it comes to books <laughs> and I think that, I mean, that is a really challenging thing where all the examples seem like they are there, except that it, it's not really the case. And so you're having to connect it to these real world things, as you described, without necessarily being able to use some of the language that we have in the real world. I imagine that's particularly challenging, as you said. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, when I would talk about stretches, just just stretching, uh, <laughs> because... I mm -hmm. can't use the, like, I don't want to use the word yoga or a yoga pose. And I didn't specifically want to, you know, yoga poses also have names that are known, even though it's not like they're trademarked or anything, but uh, I'm not going to drop the phrase downward dog in a Star Wars <laughs> mindfulness book. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just trying to be careful about communicating what I wanted to, um, Maybe, though, not as obviously as it could have if it wasn't tied, uh, tied to Star Wars. So, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of this does flow from the Jedi and from the Jedi characters, but also from characters who are sort of Jedi adjacent, if you will, by, like Maz Kanata or Chirrut Imwe, for example. And you, of course, have been a fan for a considerable amount of time. But I guess what I want to know is... Do you particularly align with Jedi characters and philosophy as part of just, you know, the fandom that you have or and did it start that way? Did it develop over time or did you you know gain a particularly special appreciation for it as you work through this project? Um, all of the above, Alan. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as I would say coming into Star Wars, you know, falling in love with Star Wars the way I did, which was through Clone Wars. And still, that's kind of my what I call my Star Wars is the Jedi overall as they're presented in the prequels wasn't something I was a fan of. I, I felt like they, a lot of them were just very arrogant. They were very constricted by their own rules and it blinded them mm -hmm. and made them make some, uh, they were guardians of peace fighting a war. Like that's on the surface level, like maybe not the decision you would make. Right. Um, so I struggled with the Jedi but when I bounced back to the prequels, I really connected to Qui-Gon Jinn. I really, uh, certainly a lot of what he says in The Phantom Menace is 
mindfulness 101 telling you know obi-wan or anakin to be in the here and now and and to not get distracted by thoughts of the future and just the way i saw qui-gon you know he was really pushing to have anakin trained even though he was too old i saw a character i saw a jedi who you know was obviously part of the order who i think believed in the jedi code but didn't let the what i feel are too strict rules or bindings like stop him from doing and not necessarily what he thinks he's is right because he certainly didn't go back and slavery on tatooine right but he, did, he did push you know to get anakin trained so i really connected to qui-gon and it's really you know through writing this book um and also as i've gotten older i've come to appreciate more characters uh like yoda um, who I appreciated from the beginning, I, I guess, but I didn't like fully like get Yoda or mm. just hold him as a character that I respect until I was older. And part of that, part of what got me or part of what sealed the deal, I guess, is when he tells Luke in The Last Jedi, um, the greatest teacher failure is. And that quote just like smacked me in the face um, because I think as a society, we kind of teach that failure is this bad horrible thing you should be ashamed of when we all make mistakes all the time and that's part of growing and it's not going to be a good time um, but you're probably going to learn from it so I I guess came to like listen to Yoda more and, and pay more attention to his teachings I was a little like Luke and the Empire Strikes Back before and just <laughs> like alright it's I just I gotta get on to my lightsaber battles and can't wait to get to cloud city and see leia's outfit like i get it yoda but (laughs) um and then the more that i researched this book like i just you know pulling quotes in and kind of digging into the way that maybe the jedi weren't really great in the prequel era about how they interpreted everything and and how they just operated on a day-to-day basis but there's a lot of wisdom there and a lot of wisdom that can carry over to real life. And it certainly like makes all the sense in the world because, you know, at least part of the Jedi philosophy is based on Eastern religion and mindfulness. It kind of, as we know, it comes from a Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. And it's like, yes, of course, like these things all go hand in hand. Well, since you're mentioning mindfulness, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because that concept is of course woven throughout the book. Um, would you talk a little bit about what that means or even, you know, what that means to you and some of the benefits that it can bring to a person's daily life? Oh, absolutely. Mindfulness is a gift, um, <laughs> or it has been for me, but it's very much about being in the moment and being present. And that can mean anything from taking a nice mindful walk without having your phone out without having like notifications buzzing on your watch and just paying attention to like what does the ground feel like as my shoes hit it uh what do i smell in the air around me what is the what kind of temperature like what am i feeling against my skin and or it can be i'm going to focus on a task say writing i'm going to turn off um which is something i do when i'm writing I turn off my, or I put my phone in airplane mode and like, I usually use it for music though with my headphones. So I'll put it in airplane mode, start my music 
and then put my phone face down like under a pillow or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever you got to do and turn my, if it's something I can write without, like if I'm not just flipping to the internet for research constantly, I'll like disconnect my computer from the Wi-Fi, so I can just focus and not let a million distractions get to me. Or it's, you know, a little more complex, like um, meditation has really helped me become more mindful and kind of aware of how I'm feeling. And when I can start to feel, or the more I practice, I can start to feel like, all right, your cheeks are getting like a little hot and tingly. That means you're probably about to get really stressed about something or really upset. Let's just take a moment and recognize that it's happening mm. and not get bogged down in it and not spend the next <laughs> two hours or day or whatever, just like letting this like completely sidetrack me and throw me off. And it really helps me with not having like... I'm still going to have the knee-jerk reactions, but it is that, okay, I can know that I'm having it and I'm not going to spiral off into a, into, um, a, there's a word, I'm not thinking of it, but a spiral off basically into going to be a waste of time and emotions when I don't even know the outcome of something that's going to happen, but I'm just feeling in this moment so strongly about it because it's so easy, um, to, I mean, not that I, of course I still do it. Um, med, uh, like mindfulness helps and meditation helps, but it's really just easy to wonder about the future. Mm -hmm. You don't have any control over it. Um, and wondering probably isn't really going to do you, I mean, do you a whole lot of good um, or thinking about something you've already done that you can't go back and change. So that was a really long <laughs> rambling answer, but mindfulness is, about being in the here and now and that can the benefits of that of just not letting yourself get caught up in the various anythings um it's just kind of like okay this thing's happening i'm doing this thing now and i'm letting it go it's just such a helps so much with stress and anxiety um for me and um judging by like data i've seen from research and things it it helps a lot of people um, and the wonderful thing about it, mindfulness, is there's so many ways. You don't need extra equipment to practice it. There are so many ways to practice it. Um, and that's what I hope the book is kind of like a, a sampler flatter that people can try different exercises and see what might work for them. Yeah, it really is. And that's, you know, one of the many wonderful things about the book is that it you know offers conceptual stuff in terms of ideas and how certain characters and situations apply to them, but it also has the practical and you even shared some of that with mindfulness and, you know, going out on a walk and putting your phone away, turning off the notifications, smelling the air, or trying to be more aware of the ground underneath your feet. Um, you know, having the practice sidebar and activity suggestions, I really think grounds the book in a very useful way. Thank you. I love hearing that. And that was it definitely something we wanted to make it you know we did want to talk of course about the concepts of it and how the force and the way they talk about the jedi talk about the force can relate to mindfulness but having that element of like here's a thing you can try and see if you like because i don't think every exercise is going to be for everyone but i hope that even if you can find one thing like whether it's something really simple like a gratitude journal or and also i know meditation isn't for everyone either um so i wanted to make sure to include a lot of things that that weren't 
meditation and I hope I hope people find at least one thing that they're like yeah this makes me feel better Oh, yeah, there are dozens of potential opportunities for a person to try out in the book, which is terrific. Um, this may be sort of a, a chicken or the egg question, but how did the individual topics come together? Did you start by you know, thinking about potential topics like, um, you know, the inner voice or connection or focus, uh, just to name a couple examples from the book, and then pulling quotes to support them? Or were you looking at characters and relevant quotes and then kind of extrapolating for there or accommodation thereof? The latter, really. I started with a list of characters and quotes. And ah. I started with the, the obvious quotes first, of course, the, the Qui-Gons, the Yodas. Um, mm -hmm. they, they have a lot of those two, a lot of fair amount of wisdom there. And I looked at Ahsoka and then I, you know, tried to, um, you know, of course, Ahsoka's from the animated series. But anytime I write about Star Wars, I try to make sure I'm not only pulling from the films and I try to look at animated series and books and comics when I can. So once I kind of had like the obvious <laughs> things on paper, I tried to think about, okay, what could I include from the sequel trilogy? Is there a way to work Finn in there? Because we kind of know he's force sensitive, but that didn't really get obviously stated. And I would really like to have that just <laughs> as an obvious thing in the book. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, what about Bendu? You know, I'm pretty sure Bendu has some worthy things to say from Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. And so I made this massive list in a spreadsheet. Um, I love using spreadsheets to organize like my schedules and, and just my material and everything when I'm writing. And once I had that list, I made a separate list of mindfulness exercises that I thought, you know, I could condense into because it's like a, it's a cute size book. It's a gift size book. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to have a mindfulness practice that was two pages long. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to think, okay, what mindfulness practices can I condense into a handful of bullet points and get the, get it across and, and make it a complete A to B exercise. And then I kind of did a matching game after I had that big list kind of, and some of them, like it was, you know, as soon as I, read about forest bathing which is this incredible practice that that started in japan and has they have done amazing things with it in japan but i was like that's got to be like yoda's luminous beings quote mm -hmm. like that's perfect so i went through and like just kind of did a copy paste matching game of like okay this exercise makes sense with this quote and and i don't know like i wrote them that way and then i think I'm trying to remember if my, I think my editor did a little reshuffling, like as far as the order, mm -hmm. um, once they were all done, but I found that was a really, it was a really, uh, the most enjoyable, like the writing process is hard for me. I struggle with it, but writing the Jedi mind after I like making those lists was great. Like all the, like every part of it was just really enjoyable and, I don't want to say easy, but it's the easiest time I've had <laughs> researching and writing a book. Is it one of those situations where when they talk about how you have to do the prep work first, and if you do the prep work, then it makes the actual work of the work uh, so much easier by comparison, even if you're saying that it's not always easy, easy for you. But the prep work that you did sounds like you really laid the groundwork for yourself to let it just flow out of you after that. 
Yeah, I think you're 100% on the nose. Like I, I, you know, I researched for I think months and just by virtue of, of timing and the way the world works, by the time I was like, my deadline was, we had a deadline, first of all, <laughs> um, I was recovering from a major surgery. So I was home on the couch and, and couldn't really do a lot anyway. And like, so I think it was just like having all that research in my mind and in my pocket and on my computer and having like having the gift of focus because I couldn't really do a lot otherwise. And it just, it's the only book I've ever turned in early. <laughs> I'm very much a, I will turn this on the day it is due and not a second sooner. But this one, I turned in like a week early. I was really proud. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. We're going to pause the conversation there and pick up the rest of it tomorrow. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.